Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Metcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Welcome back to the Impact Multiplier CEO podcast. I'm Davina Stanley, and as usual, I'm here with Richard Medcalf to continue our season on questions that multiply your impact. Look, these have been really terrific questions, and Richard's been holding back on the question for today. It's it's a fantastic one, I think. I'm, I'm really excited to get into it. How are you, Richard? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm um, looking to... Looking forward to getting into this question, which, uh, as you say, is a bit of a bit of a mystery title. It sounds actually more like some oil that you might put in your car or something, I think, um, or something else. But the um, let's do it, shall we? The question is WWXD. WWXD. So that's self-explanatory, isn't it? Shall we finish there? What, what on earth, Richard? What on earth is WWXD? Well, let me explain. There, are, there's a, there is a, um, a saying, I suppose, or a phrase, right? WWJD, which uh, some Christians use, and they have little bracelets or whatever with, with it on, or T-shirts with it on, which is, what would Jesus do? And for Christians, you know, it's just a way of getting outside themselves and thinking, well, you know, rather than having to go and consult their priest or try to go and study the Bible or something uh, in, in an instant where they might need to make a decision, they would kind of ask themselves, well, what would Jesus do? And it would kind of give them a, you know, perhaps a quick read on, well, what would be a loving thing to do in this situation, for example, or, or whatever. So WWJD is this kind of way of getting out of yourself and thinking, what would Jesus do? And so um, I think that's a great question. As you know, you know, I'm a Christian, so I, I find that is a helpful question um, for me. But uh, WWXD kind of just expands this concept and anyone can can really apply it. Uh, and the the kind of key, the, I'll get into what is it, what does it mean, the X, but uh, you know, the key point here is that you don't get what you want, you get um, who you are. And you don't get what you want, you get who you are. This is, if you like, the secret source of my work with leaders. Often leaders will come with a tactical issue or even a strategic issue about my team aren't functioning or you know how do I align my business uh, or how you know how do I create alignment and cohesion in, in, or I'm just overwhelmed you know or uh, whatever it is right or I've got somebody in my team who is you know who needs to kind of turn around or I've got somebody new in a role who wants to kind of really accelerate how do I do you know what can we do and so we kind of go start with very often with these kind of um, these kind of questions but and we get into that and we start to work on that and we look at their shareholder their stakeholder environment and we look at their key behaviors and what the stretch is going to be for them and everything else but um at a more fundamental level the deeper change is going to come 
through this question of who do you want to be? Uh, what's on your to be list? So let me give you an example. Imagine you're in sales. It's always the easy example of sales, right? Because it's so clear what salespeople do. So you're in sales and you might say, what's your to-do list, right? We say, well, well, I've got to make five, you know, 10 sales calls today. I'm going to have to send some proposals. We've got to follow up with some clients. Um, I'm going to visit a prospect, whatever, I'm trying to do a renewal. So you can kind of come up with a, like an action plan. And that's the one level of operating. But if we go below that to the to-be list, well, who do you want to be as that sales manager? And you probably start to come up with words like, well, you know, if I come to work and I'm enthusiastic, I'm curious, I'm rested, I'm coming with a bit of a servant heart, you know, I'm coming with a desire to serve my clients rather than just to kind of screw money out of them. If I'm feeling healthy, um, perhaps if I'm in a listening mode, then though, then if I come as that person, then almost the sales will naturally follow because I'm going to be, all those other to-dos are going to be so much better when I'm enthusiastic, curious, rested and servant-hearted and listening and, and healthy. Mm. And so the to-be list is actually vastly more important than the to-do list. Um, because, yeah, actually, even if we show up, even if we make fewer calls, but we show up as this, different person, we're probably going to get better results than if we just plow through. So true. So true. And I love the list of adjectives that you've got there too. You know, enthusiastic, curious, rested. How rare is that? And how, how hard is it to maintain yeah. as well? Yeah. And it's hard. You know, it's hard. For, it's, it's always, a, it's always a, um, a reset we have to do for ourselves, right? I have to do it as well, right? Go back from my holiday three weeks away in the summer, the first couple of weeks were hard, actually, as I was getting back into it. Um, people were still away. It was taking a while to get going. And I realized, you know, how am I showing up in those few days? It's important, right, to yes. work on the inner game. Yes, yes. And not to get perhaps a little begrudging or things aren't quite the way that we want them to be sometimes and to have that, you know, as you put it, servant-hearted um, approach mm. to things where we're putting other people first and, of course, being healthy. I think that's that's terrific. And so, 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 the, but just to step back, it's those are not necessarily the words that you need. The, the point is that uh, as you start to think um, about this whole question of who do I want to be, then uh, you might come up with other adjectives. But it's really saying, well, what is you know what is that foundation that I want to be building all my activity on? And mm -hmm. uh, what I like to say is, well, is, what's the stretch in that for you? So, what's the stretch? And um, the reason for asking this is it's really important to get clear and to write it down because we all have a default future, a default set of behaviors. And then there's a stretch, which is where we need to put our attention uh, and be intentional. There was a dinner party hosted by a famous businessman and invited a whole load of people, the great and the good, if you like, uh, to this restaurant. And... Uh, the wine was flowing and everything else and people were talking and he just stopped and said before we go any further I just want you to I was to say oh, there's only one rule don't be negative any negative you got to put money in like $50 or something in the pot in the middle uh yeah and no bitching no complaining about people whatever let's just all keep it positive and everyone was like that's fine you know we're all kind of uh 
future focused, you know, people, positive people, that's going to be easy for us, right? So why not? Within about 10 minutes, there was hundreds and hundreds of dollars in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and and everybody had put stuff in probably multiple times, uh, apart from one guy. And um, it was really interesting because it was like, well, these are intelligent people, successful people. They'd just been told very clearly what was expected. There was an immediate consequence for breaking the rule. And you're getting immediate visual feedback as other people broke the rules and were having to put money in. And yet everybody kept doing it. Uh, just because the wine was flowing, people were chattering and bantering, and it's easy just to let a bit of cynicism or sarcasm or whatever come out or you know, make fun of other people, whatever. So this is what was happening. And they turned to the this one person who hadn't put any money in. They said, How are you doing it? They said it was simple, really. I, when you when you said what the rule was, I, I picked up my placemat, which had whatever his name on it, I guess. Um I, said, I turned it round and I just wrote on the back of it, no negativity, exclamation mark, and put it down in front of my wine glass. And so every time I picked up my wine my drink, whatever I had, you know, there it is, no negativity. So I had this constant visual reminder of who I wanted to be in this moment. And we don't think we need it. We think that's a crutch. We think that's something, you know, for beginners. But no, we always need that reminder. It's why often at the start of a meeting, I'll say to people, yeah, who do you want to be in this moment, in this meeting? Write down three adjectives. How are you showing up in the next hour on this call or in this meeting? It just gets people to stop and put that metaphorical placemat in front of them for minutes. So simple. These things are often not rocket science, are they? It's just something simple that you do, you know, yeah. and, and make important by actually taking a small step, isn't it? Exactly. Mm. And so let me bring you to the, the, the issue about WWXD, because I haven't even explained what that is really yet. So, um, so the X really represents what I call super leader. So, um, so you can put whoever, you, you might have a name, you might have somebody that comes to mind when you think of who would be, you know, who's an incredible leader, or it might even just be this mythical figure of super leader that you come up with in your mind. And so the question I like to ask people is imagine that somebody came in and started to do your job. So imagine you left, somebody else came in, they took your role, and they nailed it. Right? Everyone was like amazed at what they were doing. They were they achieved all these goals, they got promoted, whatever it is, right? They really had an amazing 18 months, say, as they came into this role. You know, what does that what was that person doing? How were they showing up? What was their list of adjectives? What were they, what were their behaviors? What are their habits? And so when you can put a name to that person, and you say you can, you can just call it super leader or something, or, uh, but you might say, oh, actually, I, you know, that's the, the ideal person for the role I'm in. I could just imagine, I don't know, my ex-boss doing it, or I could imagine, you know, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, or I don't know, whoever it is that just comes to mind as the person that would be an amazing fit for this role. You just insert them into that phrase. And you say, well, what would they do? What would they do right now? And what it does is, to be honest, it's not really them, right? It's still you, right? That's the secret, right? It's still you doing the thinking. So it's, but it gets you out of your own frame of reference a bit. It gets you to step out of the situation and think about, well, if it, if it wasn't me, 
And what, what would I do? What would that person do? And then that helps us get a new perspective on who we might need to be and what we might need to do in that moment. I love that. I love that I learned so much from you during these sessions too. But um, just picturing I've got a person in mind and, and already thinking about that, that's, that's a fantastic, again, simple but quirky and really powerful strategy. I love that. I'm going to reflect on that. That's really, really useful. Mm. Well, let me, well let, let, me, let me just put the, 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 let me push you a bit harder on that. So like in your business at the moment, what would mm-hmm. Superleader do? If Superleader came in to Clarity First right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you went on a nice long vacation and, and you came back and they would absolutely transform the business in many ways and you could be happier. Yeah. What would they have been doing? What comes to mind? Hello, it's Richard here with a quick interlude. These conversations are all about upgrading how you think about creating impact. So here's a resource to help you do just that whilst staying fast and focused. The CEO's checklist for challenging times is a quick way to enhance your thinking and detect blind spots, even when things are moving incredibly fast and you're not sure what's going to happen next. You can get this powerful checklist of 17 world-class strategies by heading to xquadrant.com forward slash go forward slash challenging times checklist with a hyphen between each of those three last words. Now, back to the conversation. Well, I like to think that super leaders in the middle of this particular thing right now, but it's, it's certainly on top of my mind. And that's really crystallizing the vision for where we're going. We're at a big point in change in our business. And so that's something that, golly, if Superleader could nail that for me, I would just think that's incredible. Really honing our value proposition mm. and who we're working with and who we're helping. I think that's the key thing at the moment that's top of mind for me. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's quite the answer yeah. you're looking for. It's not an operational or doing the job thing. That's mm. really very much a a big picture planning piece, which is just the key thing that um, I'm certainly, you know, really excited about. Yeah, so I suppose I'll push it because I guess that's something you're thinking about already. Um, So I kind of think about, well, what would they be doing differently about that planning? You mean, so what... what, Doing it better than I am. (laughs) Yeah, but in what way would they be doing that visioning? You know, would they be, you know, would they be being very analytical about it? Would they be... Would they be talking to lots of ex-customers and doing stopping navel gazing? You know, would they do a quick and dirty and not wait for perfection? What would they do? I like to think super leader would have more um, history to draw on. I don't know if that's fair at setting visions and being proactive. So they perhaps would be faster at it. I'd like to think that they would intuitively know the the top things to focus on to make it really work. Whereas for me, I feel like I'm being thorough and and going at it deeply because it's the first time I've taken such a deep take Mm. on it. I like to think that they would have experience enough to know what are the top three things to focus on in that process. Oh, hang on a second. So, but you're breaking, you're breaking the rule. This is great because you're breaking the rule. (laughs) This is not what, this is not what would this, it's not WW xcll what would so and so cv look like right it's not it's not their resume it's not like what experience do they did they need to have for this role right (laughs) it's what would they do right what would they be doing 
you know, how would their, you know, what would their, what would they do differently tomorrow or next week compared with what you're doing next week? Mm. Right. Well, they'd be more consistent with, well, they would batch a good amount of time in a block away rather than fitting it in amongst other things. Right. Um, they would also, I think, um, in terms of the visioning work, honestly, I don't know what else they would do in relation to this. I just know they'd probably do it better than I would. But I don't I think really you might, okay, well, you might want to think about it. I mean, yeah. let's, let's not do the whole, let's spend the whole, you know, make it into an hour coaching session. But I would think about this. <laughs> I would think about it because, you know, perhaps, you know, it's as simple as, yeah, they would, they would block out a whole day and they'd probably go off out, they, they'd do an away day. And they would yeah. really work on this. And that could be a thing that you want to take and say, yeah. that's what super leader would do. They'd actually go away for a day, no distractions and do it. It might be that uh, to really well, yeah. make a progress. There we are. So Richard, um, is there anything else you want to tell us about this super leader? Should I put you, let me put you in that position. Oh, I thought you were going to miss it. it. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. I know we've had a holiday, but Richard, oh, come on, you know what Super Lady is. You had time to think about this. I know, I did. I know, but I told you, I never think about it before to get on because otherwise it's going to, uh, it's going to. Not fair, is it's not, it? It's not going to be fair. Okay. Um, Super comes into your role. Do you have a name for Super Leader? Just a first name for Super Leader? Um, no, I just, into, uh, well, actually, I have, um, I often, yeah, I actually have a, another name, which is the Million Dollar Coach. And, oh. and I just kind of have it. I just basically kind of often will say to myself, you know, what would like the million dollar coach do? And that's just say, it's not a goal or it's or kind of ambition, but it's just saying if somebody was paying me a million dollars to work, you know, to transform them and their business over the course of a year, to totally, change, you know, if, if that was, if that was what people were paying me, how would I show up? What would, I, what would I be doing tomorrow, right? How would I change my day? You know, what would I, would I be doing X and Y, right? So um, I suspect that, um, yeah, so one thing that I'm aware that I, one project I have is writing a book. And that's something which I'm, you know, as it's difficult when it comes to writing a book, procrastinating a bit on, I'm advancing things, but I think I would have a bit more of a disciplined writing schedule. The million dollar coach is a bit more disciplined. I think, I think a million dollar coach would probably have, um, yeah, it would probably carve out more time for that longer range stuff. You know, I think I can be quite easily get back into the kind of more tactical, who am I going to call up today kind of thing. Which is important. I'm interested that you've stepped away from humanizing your ex. So, mm. million dollar coaches is a concept, isn't it? Rather than a person. So, I'll put it out there. My the name for me is Michael. Okay. What would Michael do? So I can picture Michael. Yeah. Michael, carefully, what I think Michael would do in my current situation, which on the fly I perhaps haven't done a very good job of yet. It's a good point. Well, okay, so it's a good point. So I, I suppose I amalgamate a couple of people into that mm-hmm. million dollar coach. So I can actually, I can't think of two, I can't think of two people. And sometimes I will substitute one of their names uh, into that. 
um, because they've got slightly different businesses, they're slightly different approaches. Um, so, um, so I, I have in the past. I would, yeah. Sometimes I will think about what would that, you know, think about that one person. What would they do? I do do that definitely. Um, but I also have this kind of slightly more, you know, uh, conceptual version. But it's still quite clear in my mind what this kind of person, you know, is yeah. like, right? Yeah. Because um, Bill Campbell, it sounds like you're you're channeling. I think there you go. It could be, yeah. It could be Bill Campbell. It could really be really um, coach. Yes, he's, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a slightly different way. Billion Kevin, yeah, he, he didn't charge people a billion dollars. No, he did not. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he that or helped them achieve that. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think that's that's a fabulous concept. So I like that. So you've got three ways of looking at that in a sense, then, haven't you? You've got the conceptual idea of the million dollar coach, and then you've got two particular people that you've blended, yeah. perhaps into a singular avatar, if you like, of yes. you know, yes. your, your character. And is it that with those two characters, you're picking a situation and thinking, oh, Fred's really strong in this area, so I want to pick the best of Fred, let's say, mm. in this particular area, and then in another area, recognising that Mary might be stronger in this yeah. area, so you're emulating Mary in that area. Is that how you're splitting the two? Probably. Probably. I think, yeah, well, it can even be a bit of a panel, right? Sometimes you can kind of think, well, you know, yeah. would they would they both be doing the same thing or would they be doing different things? Again, it, it's it's the idea is opening up options, right? It's getting you out your own one track of what I need to do today and think, well, what would somebody else do today? Mm. And what would Super Leader do? And often when I do it with customers, they'll often say, oh, you know, yeah, they would be spending less time on these operational tasks and they'd be talking to the stakeholders more you know they'd be getting out and meeting people they'd be uh strategizing and they'd be you know communicating more on the vision or whatever it is right if it helps them kind of go oh yeah actually i can do that why do i do that yes and new possibilities emerge no i love that and in my head i'm picturing the debate between your i'm just calling them fred and mary your two characters is sitting you sitting there having a debate between the two of them about how to handle a particular a particular thing but that's perhaps me playing head games with myself i think that's that's a really really clever clever idea so um is there anything else you wanted to add to wrap that particular session up or that, that concept up to tie it no, together? No, I think we've kind of come to the end of the, se- the series. So um, um, I, I can give a couple of thoughts at the very end, but yeah, why don't we kind of wrap up the series and we can um, look forward to the next one. Perhaps a really good point just to remind everybody of what the topics are of this or the questions that Richard's asked us all during this season. In case some of you have missed one or two of them, you may like to go back. I think it's been a particularly interesting series, actually. So I'll just run through those nine questions quickly and then, you know, um, I'll let Richard recap. But um, the first one is, what do you stand for? And I remember, Richard, you asking me what I stood for, which really put me on the spot, as did the next one, which was, what's your 25-year vision? Um, So two really great sort of bigger picture questions. And then we've got some others sitting under there. What's the single biggest contribution you can make? What's an eight or less, which is a lovely one to help you think about what really is a nine or a ten? How? No, question five, how can we make friends with volatility? Six, uh, where are we playing it safe? Where are we dithering? Seven, where's the dissonance? And who's speaking the unwelcome truth? I think that's, again, a really uncomfortable one sometimes, but important. 
Number eight, what kind of leader uh, leaders are you growing? And also this last one, WWXD, what would your super leader do? So Richard, what a great series. Any final thoughts to wrap it up? Yeah, um, I guess final thought is really what I started with today, which is you don't get what you want, you get who you are. This is the heart of transformation. Uh, there's, you know, we often think about the tips and the tricks on the on the task activity, uh, on the task level, and then but underneath that, you know, there's behaviours and habits, and underneath that, there's kind of insights and assumptions and beliefs, and we need to work on all of those three levels when you want to multiply your impact, and that's what I do, right, with with CEOs, with other members of their C-suite, and with other kind of ambitious, purposeful leaders. And so I guess it's probably worth just taking 30 seconds to say, if this is you, if you're somebody who is ready to up-level your impact, who's ready to have somebody who can see perhaps what you can't see and who can say what other people are not daring to say to you, you know, then get in touch. Go to the website. Um, you can go to xquadrant.com slash speak uh, is the quickest way. But get in touch. Let's have a conversation. This is what I do. Um, and I'm always interested in meeting people who are going places and are trying to make a difference. And so let's start a conversation. Sounds wonderful. Sounds really great. So as ever, um, you can get the details of all of the episodes, including the nine there that I just mentioned that from this series at xquadrant.com slash podcast. So thanks for, so much for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.